0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, welcome to
1: this week's episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. And this is a little bit of a different episode it's a little bit of a serious episode i think it's time for us to have an honest discussion about aew uh Haley's a little apprehensive <laughs> 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 but but listen i think there's some you know long-standing you could argue systemic issues in aew and now we're, we're in like their third year they've had tv for you know a couple years i think we need to address them and yeah. By no means is this us hating on AEW. You give AEW money.
2: so much money. We love them as a company. Yeah. We love all wrestling, all wrestling companies. We're just...
1: Hands off better. the keyboard before you comment. This is all criticism in good faith and things that we think would make AEW even better than it already is. So now that we're calmed down, let's talk about the Young Bucks. Okay. So, I have our handy-dandy little show outline here. Mm-hmm. And our first, I guess, point of discussion, should the Young Bucks have been the first AEW World Tag Team Champions over SCU? I know what I think. I want to know what Haley thinks as the resident Young Bucks <laughs>
2: Um, I do think that they should have been the inaugural Tag Champions. Um, I don't mind... SCU being the first like, and I didn't mind at the time I do feel like their mm-hmm. reign was cut very short, I was hoping that they would get a way longer reign than they did um, but I do think that the Bucks should have been the inaugural t- champions, especially because everybody thought they were going to be, but I understand why they weren't, you know, being EVPs and kind of wanting to uh, champion tag wrestling with them like not at the forefront of it But I feel like it would have helped kind of kickstart that for AEW a little bit more. So I think they should have been first.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I did enjoy SCU as the inaugural tag champ, and I especially loved the Jericho Cruz match with uh, Kenny and Hangman when Kenny and Hangman won the belt. I thought that was really well done. And I do think SCU at this time, they were really over and the fans enjoyed them because you know, it was, you know, all friends wrestling and SCU was a big part of BTE leading up to AW. So I give SCU their props, but I do think it really pushed the young bucks into a lower spot in the card when maybe they shouldn't have been at the time. And, you know, looking forward their you know, heel turn where they <laughs> were like super kicking and breaking phones and feuding with FTR, uh, I, I think it really hindered that. I think if the Young Bucks had been the first AEW World mm-hmm. Tag Team Champions, and then they had dropped the belts to Kenyon Hangman, I think that the eventual uh, Revolution rematch means a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we could have gotten to the FTR feud in some kind of way, but I don't know. I just the Young Bucks in AEW is a weird topic of discussion, mm-hmm. mainly because it's very mm-hmm. like stop and go for them when it should have been like. We're at the top. And then every match they have then means something. Like, they lost the private party at the TV debut. And then where's private party now? Do, doing skits with Matt Hardy on BTE. Yes. Like, why didn't that mean anything? Because the Young Bucks were pushed down, and then they had they had to be yanked back up because it was a bad choice. So, like, it's a ripple effect. That one bad choice of the elite putting everyone over. And we could say this about Everyone. You can say that about Kenny. You can say about Cody, too. Uh, It caused a lot of problems, and I think we still see some of those problems. Yeah, and, you know,
2: I feel like because the Bucks had said that they didn't want to be champions for, I think, at least until last year. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the date. Um, But I also think that that was a bad decision. I I don't know. Um, I understand, like, not wanting to put themselves over and, like, booking themselves to win with, like, the EVP titles and everything. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I don't – this doesn't take anything away from SCU, of course. I thought they were a great first chance. Um, Back in the day, my sister and I thought that Scorpio Sky was going to be the exalted one. Shout out to Mr. Brody. Um, But, yeah, and then SCU just dissolved, and now – Yeah, Yeah,
2: where they they, like broke up and could never get back together just great lovely stuff (laughs)
1: lovely stuff um yeah (laughs) we could do a whole episode on SCU because what and then they had like a semi-reunion like when Scorpio's with men of the year and Frankie's the elite hunter that we never really hunted the elite he just (laughs) ran around and did run-ins all the time um yeah what a time But that leads into the second Young Bucks point. Did the second Young Bucks reign, as in their most recent one, feel as important as the first? And to me, the answer is no. I think it's bizarre that we treated the Young Bucks as the Young Young Bucks, right? Like the greatest, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. We treated them as transitional champions, regardless of what was happening with the Hardys. You know, Jeff Hardy, his legal troubles. I don't want to get into it. Um... What a weird decision. And then to put the belts on Swerve sort of in Our Glory and forego the Young Bucks FTR? What are we doing?
2: I feel like if the Hardys were supposed to win that match they should have just had Jurassic retain to be honest. Um, having the Bucks champs for just a couple weeks and like you said kind of Missing out on that opportunity to do FTR versus the Bucks 3. Um, not nah, nah, not a good choice. Um, especially with everybody saying that they're ducking FTR. Just bad stuff, man.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the all-out, brawl-out aside. That <laughs> like, uh, if that hadn't happened, we would have had the Elite in the Trio's division, which means we're still not getting Young Bucks FTR. And yesterday, Dax Harwood tweeted uh, a picture of the AW World Tag Belt. And he was like, it's time to get back to work. So presumably, they're going for the Tag Belts now. Um, but I don't know. I think this for the last, I'd say, six months, maybe even longer, maybe since Jurassic Express won the belt. The tag division has been in this weird limbo. And I think it's, you know, they're setting up for trios. So a lot of talent got pulled for trios to set up trios. Whatever, but it's just like, I don't know, it feels like an afterthought in a company where tag team wrestling, one, one the division is stacked, and two, it's always been presented, like, tag team wrestling is a priority for us, mm-hmm. um, and all this other stuff, and, you know, women's wrestling, we don't care, but, like, tag team wrestling, that's our thing, mm-hmm. and the Young Bucks are a big part of that, and this reign just felt, uh, there was no enthusiasm for me, there was no... No creativity, and it was very clear that they were transitional champs, and they were just going to go right into trios. Uh, but Swerve and Our Glory, I feel like, has been done a disservice because of this. And I'm not saying Swerve and Our Glory isn't excellent because I do think they are, and I think they're really good. Um, but this whole will they turn on each other, won't they turn on each other? Like this, this story, quote unquote story, uh, it's just boring. <laughs> yeah, and I think they haven't had like a really good feud because tag team wrestling has taken a backseat to trios like you can do both and you can do both really well but swerve and our glory versus the acclaimed um which we'll talk about the acclaimed later us uh, that's like their first big meaningful story their first big meaningful match and they got booed in chicago and they retained yeah, they and it's did. keith lee remember when keith lee debuted the pot for him and now we're getting booed because, you know, the the booking of the division is so poor. And like you said, I
2: feel like, too, it has a lot to do with the trios division. But when you say you're going to make sure that you champion tag team wrestling and make it mean something, mm-hmm. um, and then we're just having, for really this entire year, it's just felt like an afterthought, like you said, and... A lot of the Reigns have suffered because of it, um, and a lot of the teams have suffered because of it, and I hate that. That really sucks.
1: Yeah, and I understand trios is new, and you have to establish right. the division, and blah, 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 but Tony Khan has always been someone who's been able to do multiple big stories, especially because their pay-per-views have, well, for the most part, have always been like really big matches, really big stories that were built over a long period of time. But this year, like with the exception of Revolution, I would say the pay-per-views, the builds to the pay-per-views has been um, way less interesting than pay-per-views in the past. And that's not to say the matches haven't been great. I'm trying to carefully phrase this in a way so it doesn't seem like I'm a hater, because I love AEW. Oh, you know people um, are going to call you that
2: anyway.
1: Yeah, um... But I don't know. Something about this year. I don't know what happened to Tony Khan. I don't know what's going on backstage, you know, as we find out more stuff about the backstage situation. But tag team wrestling definitely went way down. And this is something I wanted to talk about, and I don't know what Haley thinks about this. But to me, it started with the inner circle. And let me explain. (laughs) The inner circle, which, if you don't remember, is Chris Jericho, Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, and for some reason, Jake Hager. Um, Santana and Ortiz debuted. They had a big debut. They took out the Young Bucks. They had, they were, you know, coming into AEW. They were highly anticipated. There was, you know, WWE rumors, AEW rumors, whatever. Uh, they got put in the inner circle, which, okay, I guess I understand. Because, you know, attaching them to Chris Jericho can help them get more credibility with a bigger audience than they had an impact. I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, but much like Sammy Guevara, we didn't break up the inner circle. And I think it really hurt them. So a Double or Nothing 2021, yeah, 2021, uh, or maybe it was 2020. No, 2021. It's 2021. Um, we didn't break up the inner circle. And, you know, I think this hurt Sammy, but I also think it really the Zetan Ortiz because they, they're just Jericho's lackeys. And no matter how hard the fans pushed for it, for them to get even, not even just, you know, a tag title shot, just like a meaningful tag feud outside of Chris Jericho's feuds. They never got it. And now Santana's injured. There's, I don't know, I don't know about their personal lives, but there's reports that maybe they don't want to work together anymore. They don't want to be Santana Ortiz. I think this was a major missed opportunity because what, the big debut, they made a big splash. People were excited. They had great matches with the Young Bucks. And then very, very quickly, they're just fighting Chris Jericho's battles.
2: I Listen, for me, Santana and Ortiz are a team that I felt should have been tag champions. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it they had that big debut. I mean, Tony really could have pushed them to the top of the card and really made, one, the inner circle feel like it, kind of meant more than just being, you know, Chris Jericho's thing. But two, I feel like a lot of the tag teams in AEW outside of like FTR in the box, um, you know, everybody kind of just gets pushed below and it sucks and it's really hard for them to kind of rise above, mm-hmm. you know, the like conditions for lack of a better word that like have been set for tag teams in AEW.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes from the number of tag teams in AW. There's the tag team division.
0: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: There's a lot of teams, which isn't a big deal. But the issue is, it's always like the same few teams that are in the mix for... tag belts and then moving into like you throw in the lucha bros and jurassic express and they win the belts but like their wins aren't and their reigns aren't booked as well as you know as the young bucks got um or ftr got and that's not saying that they're not as good as them i think that tony khan does love these tag teams i think that he just doesn't care as much because maybe Maybe they don't draw as high, or maybe they don't sell as much merch. I don't know, um, but the reign of the Lucha Bros to me, uh, they had a great match where they won the belts. They beat the Bucks. I thought it was an excellent match. I thought it was it was one of my favorite matches, probably in AW's history. I loved that match, and then the Lucha Bros reign just felt like it was not important. Which is weird, because the Young Bucks were doing stories with the Elite that felt important, but they weren't champs.
2: (laughs) This is where my problem with the AEW tag division started. Um, After the Bucks lost, I was like, okay, this is great for the Lucha Bros. I felt like they should have been champs a long time ago, too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be great. And I felt like they had a great reign, great matches. But the problem was the booking. and. I've felt this way for them and Jurassic Express too, but I'll talk about that later. Um, it's just, the booking is just so bad. You can have as many meaningful matches as you want, but if the stories aren't there and you aren't putting them in like meaningful like tag feuds, mm-hmm. how are people supposed to get invested when you're not investing in your tag division and your tag teams? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that Tony just loves to have big TV matches. Like, I don't know what his obsession is, but he loves to just throw a big match in a Dynamite main event or a Rampage main event. And a lot of times that's a tag team match, which is fine, but it's like you're really burning through matches and they don't really mean as much because you're not building for a pay-per-view and you're just cycling through weekly TV. And I think that's where AEW has really gotten in a rut. And I said this on Twitter a few weeks back that I felt like AEW was at uh, a low point. Mm-hmm. And people were like, how could they be at a low point? Like, they're almost hitting a million. They're over a million views. Like, they're doing million-dollar gates, blah, blah, blah. But, like, creatively, and I think I think backstage, I think they're definitely at a low point. Uh, and this isn't an episode to talk about Brawl Out. But listen if we're being clearly honest with ourselves, do we think this was a one-time event? No. This is a culmination of lots of systemic issues in AEW that led to what we saw it all about. But back to tag team wrestling. And I also feel like we picked things up in the tag team division and we dropped them. (laughs) Like private parties win against the Young Bucks. We picked it up. They had a big celebration and we did nothing with it. And we still haven't gotten payoff. And now the Young Bucks are suspended for... God knows how long. So are we ever going to get that? No. I think they're going to be put back with Matt Hardy and then feud with people on dark for nine years. And then and then they'll, it's just, and then Jurassic Express is broken up now. So like, I don't know. I just don't understand the direction of the tag team division unless it's the young bucks at the forefront. Yeah. And I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but the rankings of the tag division feel meaningless. It is pretty meaningless, yeah. Um, we have no big stories with the exception of the acclaimed. And even then, that's a big story because of poor booking.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's a big story that we made, the fans made. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, they don't get credit for that. No. That was us. Uh, so I don't know. I just feel like the unfulfilled reigns of the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. And you can argue with me in the comments if you want. Um, but to me, they felt way less important than even SCU felt. I think I think objectively, the number one title reign in AEW, in the tag division, has been Kenny and Hangman. Just because of where that led and the three years they've been telling the story now. Um, But I think SCU set a reasonable middle ground standard. And I'm appalled that it's 2022 and we're struggling to meet the standard.
2: I feel like, and Tony has this problem with every division in this company, Mm -hmm. but he'll put either a wrestler or, in this case, a tag team at the forefront of it. And unless, like you said, unless that team or that wrestler is involved in a feud or has a storyline, everything else, nothing. It just feels so meaningless. And again, like, how are you supposed to get invested when you don't really care and you're just kind of, like, throwing stuff on TV or throwing stuff on a pay-per-view like, uh, Swerve and Glory and The Acclaimed. I feel like Tony really underestimated how great that match was gonna be and how much the fans were gonna love that and, Again, we've talked about how, you know, they could have called that Audible and had the acclaimed win there. But, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully this will set up something for Sorbonne Our of Glory, having the acclaimed win. Yeah.
1: And I think it's because fans are really clamoring for something new with AW. I think yeah. there's a lot of things, not just the tag division. I think the women's division feels stale. I think the tag division feels stale. The world title picture, I think at this point, has to be kind of stale just because – oh, my goodness. How do I say this without rocking the boat? The world title picture has to be the same guys it's always been because you need stability there because CM Punk screwed up twice.
2: I mean, that's a fact. I mean, he did get injured. That's
1: And, and I, I don't think the foot injury, the original foot injury is necessarily his – Fault, no. Um, but I think his return is his fault, Mm -hmm. and I think even if he wasn't injured the second time, which he had surgery apparently, it's gonna be like eight months, which is a long injury. So get well soon, CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, Even if that hadn't happened, he would have been gone because of the fight. So I think I think CM Punk and the world title just not meant to be, (laughs) and so somebody up there is trying to tell him that, and nobody's listening. (laughs) Nobody's listening. But I do think this uh, world title, not to get too far off with tag team wrestling, I do think this world title tournament has been interesting just because I think the addition of Sammy and Darby is so new. It feels like, because those are TNT title picture guys. Um, And maybe that's a signal that Tony Khan's hearing the fans and that he's going to do new stuff. I don't want to be too optimistic because I thought that um, leading into double nothing and it didn't happen. Uh, But anyway, back to the acclaimed, uh, I think fans are really just clamoring for something new, something exciting, and something that doesn't feel outside of AEW. And by that, I mean, I think in 2019 and 2020, AEW really found its identity and like fans really latched on to certain guys. Uh, And then I think moving forward into 2021 and 2022, the acclaimed were sort of like their homegrown AEW guys, A.W. tag team, I should say. And fans really liked them because they're so different, and they look so different, and they've been hindered by Bowen's injuries and whatever, but I think fans, it doesn't matter who it is, I think fans just see something that's good and new, and they love it. Because Tony Khan, you know, through all his, you know, what he's good at, his strengths, one of his weaknesses is that he does love the same guys, and he finds a way to get them in there. He will. Uh, so okay. I was really pushing for the acclaims, and my entire section at All Out was, like, super bummed about the acclaim. And now they're getting a match at Grand Slam. I think them being crowned at Grand Slam, if they win, Tony, if you're listening, don't screw it up again. You cannot. No. But I think they'll get a great pop in New York. Um, I think they're both New York guys. Uh-huh. I, I, don't know. I don't know about Daddy Ass. I don't know where he's from. <laughs>
2: Like
1: yeah. uh, I just think it's going to be so good I think all four wrestlers in this match Are really talented yeah. I just think You have to go with the acclaimed tier You cannot have Swerve and our glory Who have been disjointed Not working well together for months You cannot have them beat the acclaimed twice And if they do, they're doomed This whole episode, we'll do it again And it'll just be talking about that it just part two <laughs> too angry face emoji that's what <laughs> it'll be i just i agree
2: um i think that it is the acclaims time mm-hmm. and despite them being over with the fans i don't think that aw can afford to screw them over again as much as i love yeah. swerve in our glory like it wouldn't be good
1: for them either no i think swerve our glory it wouldn't be their fault of course because i'm no. booking um, but I do think that if Sword of Our Glory wins at Grand Slam, it's going to take a lot mm-hmm. time to recover. Yeah, it's going to take a lot, and I don't—I don't know if Tony Khan has that kind of ammunition ready for them, especially I, right
2: now with everything else going on. Oh God! <laughs>
1: listen, <laughs> oh, and and here's—I have like so many thoughts going on in my head right now. But here's the other thing: it's like Tony Khan got booed. Yeah, on Dynamite, he came up to do his. I'm vacating the titles announcement. He got booed. People are already, they're ready to hate Tony Khan. They're right there. They're like, Tony, give me a reason. Give me a reason. And that would be their reason. Literally, yeah. He's not in a place to do things the fans don't want. And I think Sammy Guevara being in the world title thing, like that's something fans don't want. But I think they're willing to like, they're willing to forgive it because Sammy and Darby being in the title picture is cool. And it's interesting, and I love seeing young guys being elevated like that. Um, I think Death Triangle winning the trios belts—that was new. To, you know, two. What, what are we calling him? Pack two pack. We're are we calling him Tupac? Pack? Yeah. Oh wow! But Tupac, Pack, that's cool. Um, I just feel like the Acclaim should have won it all out. Like on pay per view. Listen. That that was like my big gripe. And my other big gripe is that it feels like when Tony Khan, um, uh, I feel like a lot of the biggest stories and the most interesting things happening in AW surround the titles, like you said earlier. And s- instead of just making like non-title feuds that are interesting, Tony Khan just makes more titles. He does. Which what are we doing? Why like why, what the the
2: what is it? Mid Atlantic, all all Atlantic. Atlantic. I feel like the- that was just made for Pa, to be
1: honest. Yeah, but, like, now he has two belts. And also, if he's Trio's champ, then he has to be in the United States, doesn't he? Yeah. Unless they're just gonna hold the belts waiting for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. That's See, that's what I think. I'm like,
2: you know, Why? why you- oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Oh, sucks! No. I hate that. I, look, not that this is about the trios, but I do think I thought the best friends were going to win the tournament.
1: I did too. I well, I didn't really mind who won. Yeah, because um, I thought either way it would be good. Because they're two, they're both trios that I thought deserved better in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe Tony knows the Lucha Bros. They get good crowd reactions. Like he could do a lot with them, and he just was just like, "Here you go." Um, I don't. I don't even know. I mean, I guess you could have the Lucha Bros be on TV without Pac. I don't know. Because I thought the big issue, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe someone can, like, let me know in the comments. I thought the big issue with Pac was that he doesn't want to move to the United States, Mm -hmm. and coming from England all the time is a bit of a hassle. It's true. But I guess, I don't know, what do you do in this situation?
2: And, like, maybe it was, like you said, like, they're just holding it and waiting for the Bucks and Kenny and the history between, you know, the Lucha Bros and the Bucks. And they knew that they would get a good match out of that and they could set up a story that way. But, look. I, I don't know.
1: It, all I'm saying <laughs> is if CM Punk comes back, which as we're recording, I don't think anybody knows if he's coming back yet. We don't even know if he's suspended, okay, because he's out for eight months with an injury. But if he comes back, I would love to see CM Punk and FTR versus the Elites.
0: And I know that's, that's controversial.
1: Right. And I know it's controversial because people are like, if CM Punk comes back, you have to keep him far away from the Elite because they're going to fight again and blah, blah, blah. I think if CM Punk comes back, which he might, he might not, I don't know. Uh, I think that's a really good matchup. And granted, I don't know anything about where the Elite stand with their contracts. And there's rumors or reports, I guess, that the Young Bucks are sending feelers out to WWE. I don't know. I don't want to pretend to know, but I think they'll still be here next year. And I think we can do this matchup and make a lot of money. I think it'd be good. Uh, Poor Death Triangle, though. That means that they're the inaugural champs, basically, because... The elite. They were champs for like an hour. <laughs>
2: A little, uh, literally <laughs> an
1: hour, yeah. For, for like an hour. Um, that means that they're transitional champs, but they're the first champs, which sucks, but.
2: It does. But I think that with Punk's time off, like the eight ish months, hopefully, you know, things will cool off and they'll be able to set their differences aside and, you
1: know, at least make some money <laughs> out of the- you know, or like gold out, you know, like what a disappointing resolution if it just his eight months or nine months, whatever it is, for his injury ends and he's just gone. Like, rough. we get no closure to the story. No, it would suck. It, it would, be, that would be really
2: good for AEW, too.
1: Yeah, it, it'd be even worse if these months pass, whatever, and we just get the elite who are just not happy. Yeah. and. There's no attempt to resolve the issues with CM Punk, and we we alluded to this um, last week. And I want to make it clear, I'm by saying that I think this whole thing is the, the an issue with AWS, like HR system, their lack of structure. I think it's a systemic issue, and I think a lot of it leads back to Tony Khan and his, if we're being honest, poor leadership abilities. Um, but when I say that I, I'm not, you know, absolving either CM Punk or the Elite of, or a steal of what mm. they did. So a lot of people on Twitter were accusing me of that, and I'm I'm not. Like I fully understand these are grown men, not children, in on a playground led by Tony Khan. Like I understand, I'm an adult too. I just had to put that out there. Um, but I think the tag division needs the young bucks. Like yeah. we're in a weird spot now, especially because. I mean, you could do a claims versus FTR, but like, but then the if you match, do that match, then I like FTR has
2: to win. You know, that can't be their first. That can't be their first feud.
1: Yeah, and it's like if you do, and then if the Young Bucks come back, like, do you dodge the FTR match again? Because are the Young Bucks going to be heels? I don't think people are going to boo them. No, I think people are going to cheer them.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man, I don't know.
2: See, we're in a really,
1: like, weird place right now. Like, 2022 for AEW, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. Like, Tony Khan is making a lot of mistakes that he hasn't made before and that are characteristic of, like, poor Booker's. Like, if you look at Booker's throughout wrestling history, like, he's doing a lot of the same things. Where he's like, these are my favorite toys. I have CM Punk. I have Sammy Guevara. I have Chris Jericho, and that's it. Oh, and Jade, Jade Cargill. We love Jade, though. Trying to get me started on the women's division.
2: That's a whole other thing. <laughs> a whole
1: other thing. Listen, what are we? All I'm gonna say about the women's division is total reset needed. Everyone, top to bottom, reset. But back to tag. <laughs> um, but I guess it kind of relates to the women's division. Like, I want women's tag titles, and I know that's controversial. I know people are like, uh, the division's too small. There's no tag teams good enough. But it's like, there is. Like, you, we had that great street fight with um, Ty Mello and Anna Jay and the bunny and Penelope Ford. And I don't know where the bunny is. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. But I would love to run that back. And I would love it even more if we had women's tag titles for that. It'd be so good.
2: It would. I said this on Twitter Um the other day. But Penelope Ford to me is somebody that is super underrated in AEW. And I would mm-hmm. love to see her in a title picture.
1: I think mm-hmm. it'd be great. I feel like she's really improved in Ring. Yeah, she really has. And you know, I think we talked about it some time ago, like her mixed tag with Kip that she did with Kenny and Riho. That was really good. So good. And AW doesn't have a big emphasis on mixed tag matches. Like, there's been a handful. Like, we had uh, Ruby Soho and Ortiz versus Sammy and Ty. But Sammy and Ty are AAA, like, yeah. tag champs. So that's whatever. But I don't know. I think that would be really interesting if we did not, not like mixed match challenge, but, like, if we did something fun like that, just maybe on dark. It didn't even have to be on AWTV, TV but I think people really enjoy those matches and we don't get them. We don't get a lot of women's tag. That's meaningful either. It's always like it is passed all out the women's four way. It was like baby faces versus heels, like women's tag. Uh, and I do think the division is small and I think that's a fair critique, but I do think that Tony Khan has the, the resources and the ability to expand that division the women's division as a whole, and also the women's tag division, uh, especially if he's just going to keep making men's titles mm-hmm. and we're just going to keep cycling men's titles. Like if that's how you solve a problem, 20 Khan, make a title, well make a title here, dog. Like, like the TBS title is pretty stagnant right now mm-hmm. for reasons. I think they're going to push Jade to 50, you know, and I think they're waiting for Chris to come back, whatever. Um, the women's world title, don't even get me started on what's happening there.
2: Because
1: oh, that's another story. That's a disaster. But like women's tag is something so simple and it's something that basically I think is the future of women's wrestling for promotions. I think it's quickly becoming a must-have, the way a women's world title is. Um, so I don't know if it's on Tony's if it's on his list, if it's like on his to-do list, make women's tag titles. I don't know, but listen, it'd be so fun because you could have Penelope and the bunny, you have Ty and Anna J. You could have um Brit and Rebel Reba, Rebel slash Reba. Um, everyone's out on injury, but like you have Thunderstorm, which I don't want to get into that. But I think there's a problem there. You have uh, Jade and the Baddies. You could have any combination of them. So like we have people. It just make it fun. Like why is it all? Why is the women's division so serious all the time? Well,
2: and too, like you could do something similar to like the trios tournament where we had like non AW teams come in oh too. And you could goodness. like bring in Impact maybe or the Indies or anything like that too.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah, that's um, like a good point. I hadn't thought of that because I think every time AW does like a crossover or like, you know, a collaboration, it's never about the women. Like they're always an afterthought, which sucks.
2: Oh, but imagine Chelsea and Deanna. It'd be
1: so good. So good. Yeah. I would love to see them in a ring with Britt Baker. Like, I don't know how you would figure it out. I don't know what the, what story you would go with, but like, if you could make it happen, like that's wrestling. Yeah. That's money. And I think women's tag would give uh, a lot of the talent, something meaningful to do and to keep them out of the world title picture, like Britt, Mm -hmm. because I think, at this point, Britt is so high. Like, her stock has risen yeah. so high in the women's division. It's almost impossible to keep her out of the world title picture mm-hmm. uh, just because it's she's the biggest star in the division. And then anyone who wins the title or is in contention for the title feels like second place because it's Britt Baker. Like, she's been the star since the beginning. And I think their solution when Sheeta was in that spot was just to kick her to dark. And they did it. And you know, she did she went to Japan, she did, I think, a TV show in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, she did some other stuff, but it's like if we had women's tag, we could just say, Britt, go go fight for the tag belt, and then you could cycle her back in. And like, I think ta- having a tag division makes it so much easier to cycle talent instead of just like here's your title match, and then everyone else is on dark doing six woman tags, and it's the same six woman tag 30 times in a row. It's like, and then they have a match with Ami Sakura. Okay, and then we're back to six-woman tags. And, you so. know, like, there
2: are a lot of great matches on Dark and Dark Elevation for the women. And, like, we're not trying to take away from that. But, like, some of this could be on TV, you know? Yeah. And I get it. Like, people will say women's wrestling doesn't draw or women's wrestling this, women's wrestling that. But, well if you're not gonna invest in it, then no one's gonna care. But that's a whole other conversation that we could have.
1: Right. Yeah, and people say, "Well, the only person in the women's division who draws ratings is Britt Baker." That's because it's by design. Yeah, that's you because he made it that way. <laughs> made it that way. Listen, and he could easily make it that way with sure. anyone else in the division because I don't know if you know this, Haley, but wrestling is scripted and what happens? I have no idea. Uh, you can make it happen. Like it doesn't like organic or someone getting over organically. Um uh, those are like 1 in a million. Like the yes movement, people think that's the norm. That's not the norm. People get over by design. Britt Baker got over by design. Darby yeah. Allen got over by design.
2: And I feel like Jade is on track to kind of be yeah that as well for them. So if you can do that with Jade, I mean she's homegrown in AEW. You could do it with anybody.
1: Come on. Yeah. And I think I think the world title picture is definitely trending towards Tony Storm having a longer reign than maybe uh Thunder Rosa. Or, you know I think they want her to have a Brit Baker-esque reign, is what I'll say. Uh and if that's the case, I think i I don't know i don't know how because the division is so small you can't just feed talent to her endlessly i mean you could could give her nyla rose that appears to be the standard i I feel like women's tag titles at this point and maybe i'm crazy maybe i am but i feel like they're a necessity like that for the health of the division you have to have something else outside of the title picture for them to do that isn't on dark and people, whenever someone gives this critique, they're always like, well, there's stories happening on Dark. It's not your fu- like, It's not our fault you don't watch. But it's like, I do. And I don't feel like those feuds mean anything. Like, I think people who argue that Dark and Dark Elevation are equal status to Dynamite and Rampage, you're fooling yourself. They're clearly, like, third-level shows. It's like Dynamite, Rampage, Dark and Dark Elevation. Um, so having women's tag belts would make stuff so interesting, and I would love to see wrestlers, like, try to find alliances to, you know, go for the tag belt mm-hmm. and work through these, like, real issues that happen in the tag division. Because if you look at the men's division, like, there's something very human about tag team wrestling there and, like, the stories they tell in the tag division, for the most part. 2022 is an anomaly. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like the women's division is suffering because they have no outlets. It's like, TBS, world, that's it.
2: Well, and I feel like, too, um, you made a good point about Dark and Dark Elevation. Like, not everybody can, you know, spend those extra hours every week to watch that. And, you know, maybe that seems like a lousy excuse. Um, but at the same time, like, they could almost treat it like a, like an NXT in a way. And how we've said, like, you know, having Ron SmackDown kind of cycle out of NXT, like, that would be cool. Like seeing maybe some of the belts um, in AEW kind of cycle through dark and dark elevation, I think would maybe give some more meaning to it. You know what I mean? And not just like, oh, they got stuck on dark and dark elevation again, you know? Because I feel like that's how people kind
1: of look at it. Yeah, and I definitely agree. And, you know, there's rumored AEW women's show. We don't know what that's going to look like, whatever. But uh, I definitely feel like when people critique WWE and not turn this into a tribal thing, because I really just don't care Uh, when people critique WWE, one of their big things, uh, at least in the past was like, Oh, well you have Ricochet sitting and catering, but like objectively when you push people like Sheeta onto dark elevation and she has great matches on dark elevation. Don't start with me there, but that is definitely comparable to not being on WWE TV. I think being on Dark, you know, you get your matches, you get your reps in, like, it's good for you as a talent. But I definitely think the crossover between Dark and AW national TV, it's not there. Like, these stories aren't coming over. They're just not. And regardless of, you know, you could come up with a million solutions for this, you could show more Dark clips on AWTV, whatever, but it's like there's a clear dividing line. And unfortunately, a lot of the women find themselves on the dark, dark elevation side instead of the AWTV side. And I think tag belts would be such a fun way to really go back and forth like that, because women aren't, they're not going to get more TV time. Mm-hmm. They could have 30,000 belts. Like, everyone could have a belt, and it would just be the one belt. Everyone. That it took a
2: 930 slot, or that
1: 820-ish spot. <laughs> Listen, when they, get, when they get 845, I'm like, let's go. 845. <laughs> yeah. But I think tag belts would be fun because you could you could have defenses on Rampage, which is where I think they would end up. You could also do them on Dark, and you could like have talent brag about getting all these wins. Um, just because you already do so many women's tags, yeah, you might as well have tag belts. Like make it meaningful. So that's what I think the future of tag wrestling in AW is going to be. I think we're going to get, or if I was booking, I should say, I would <laughs> use tag belts.
2: Yeah. I feel like I, they're in a tough spot with the introduction of the trios right now. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: if they, if Tony is planning on doing um, women's tag belts, like he said is on his list in the past, um, probably not going to see it until like next year sometime or maybe even later, Um, which sucks. But, you know, hopefully we get it sooner than later.
1: Yeah, and I think there's some big key injuries in the women's division. Chris Statlin yeah. are the biggest among them. Uh, Layla Hirsch is still out. Um, Red Velvet is still out. So I think the women's division is in, like all of AEW, is in a bad spot. Yeah. But I think moving forward with the men's tag, I think we need to focus on all of these quote-unquote homegrown tag teams we have. I think we need to focus on the acclaimed private party uh when Darius Martin comes back top flight you have to do something with top flight butcher and blade too where are they yeah but, butcher and blade um I don't I don't know where they are I don't know what they're doing uh, you have out. you have Andrade and Rouge. like why aren't we doing anything with them um I think personally they should feud but I don't think that's going to happen uh you have two here uh, well that's ROH but you could also pull in um it's not even totally Blanchard Enterprises anymore, <laughs> but you have Khan under contract. You don't do anything with Khan. You have Josh Woods and Tony Nese. You have all these ROH guys who you're not doing anything with. They could sub in for Rampage all the time. Like the Acclaims Wrestling, all these like, you know, big, scary guys. Like that'd be a lot of fun. And I don't know if they're going to do it. But I think moving forward with the men's tag, you really, really do need to start focusing on them. Your middle, lower card tag team guys. Uh, varsity blondes if they're still kicking around somewhere <laughs> you can do something with them um in the darkness
2: right now
1: yeah but i i think my my overall point is like you can't just give how do i say this you can't just give the belts to the young bucks or to ftr just because yeah. like i feel like if if you're going to have them feud with you know the acclaimed which i do think the acclaimed are going to win a grand slam if they're going to feud with the acclaims, like, you have to do it in a way that keeps the acclaim up. Yep. And they, the acclaimed can lose to FTR. I think it makes sense because FTR is way more experienced, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't want this to turn into a thing where the fans are clamoring for the acclaimed and they get squashed by FTR or whoever it ends up being. And then they just throw the new private party. I don't want that to happen. And that's not a knock on private party. I think private parties should be booked way better. But... That's what I think the future of the men's tag division is. Women's, they, they need tag belts. They do. So, Haley, what are your closing thoughts?
2: Uh, um, you know, I feel like for the men's division specifically, they kind of rely on the same teams um, in matches. So I would love to see, like, you know, we were listing off all of these tag teams that really aren't ever on TV. Get them some time. Um but yeah I agree that you can't just keep putting the titles on the bucks or FTR because you know that they'll do it justice and you know that they'll have a good reign and great matches um you know you need to start building up some of these other teams for sure and as for the women
1: yeah <laughs> I don't know what to
2: do anymore <laughs> like
1: it's like, I don't know and I do think going into full gear, um, and I, I should say after Brawl Out and the issues that have been come to the light about the backstage environment in AW, I do think uh, Tony Khan is in a very like sink or swim position in yeah. terms of leadership. Um, but I think or at least I hope he has enough people near him who will help him swim, and we'll get all these changes that we want to see, and we'll see talent really rise to the occasion. I just think it would be really cool to see, and maybe, hopefully I'm not in the minority on this, to see the Acclaimed with Daddy Ass against Private Party with Matt Hardy in a tag title match and give them a lot of time and really watch them go. Like, that'd be so good. It would be good. Tony Khan, if you're watching, um, hit me up. I'll help you.
2: You know, like, you really sold me on the Acclaimed winning it all out, and you're kind of selling me
1: on this, too. (laughs) I kind of love this. (laughs) <laughs> Look, maybe, maybe you should be the booker. Listen, I have so many good ideas, and I write them all down, Tony. It, and this so you've got your women's division booked until like next. I year. have it on a whiteboard. I'm looking right at it. I have your both titles booked until all out of
2: 2023.
1: <laughs> so crazy. if you need it, I got it, dog. Yeah, I got you. I even have Statlander coming in right when she's supposed to return from injury. Tony. there you go but to wrap it up because we're coming up on 50 minutes (laughs) uh, i think we said a lot of brutally honest things but i didn't think we say anything incorrect this episode i think a lot of the issues we discussed are issues that a lot of people a lot of fans have felt uh especially concerning like the lucha bros santana ortiz jurassic express all these tag teams who are not used to their fullest potential because they're not the young bucks, they're not FTR, what have you. Uh, I think we give a lot of good suggestions for the future, and I think overall AW isn't a crossroads, and I think that's the ultimate conclusion here. I think the honeymoon period is over, and here's where the hard work begins. And I don't know, I don't know where we go from here. I don't know about CM Punk. I don't know about the Lee, Lee. I don't know about A Steel, but I think. We have enough talent here that we could really carry AEW without them if we had to.
2: Well, That's and my- this past week's dynamite really proved that, you know? Yes.
1: I think, I definitely, no, I definitely agree. And I think Darby and Sammy being in the world title thingy, I think it proves that Tony Khan is aware that even if the elite come back, like they're approaching the end of their careers, he needs to really get this started, like really push these guys. So, the claims at Grand Slam. If the claim don't win at Grand Slam, I will come back to this video and I'll comment below of uh, sad face, and I'll, I'll just be very sad with you guys in the comments. Listen,
2: That episode,
1: oh god, prepare yourselves, guys. Uh, listen, if you thought me ranting about CM Punk and the Elite was bad last week, if the claim don't win, the hatred I will have for Tony Khan.
2: Listen, I'm just going to let her go for 15 minutes.
1: I'm just going to turn my camera off and just let her go. <laughs> I'll erase my booking on my whiteboard so Tony can't have it. <laughs> I don't have my whiteboard, and I'll be like, here's every reason why Tony Khan sucks. <laughs> That's the conclusion of this episode. Hello. Tony Con sucks. Comment below about that. Oh, you know, we're going to get comments about that, Kylie. <laughs> I'm still here for it. Comment below. Let me know how much you think Tony Khan sucks. On a scale from one being he sucks to 10 being you wish he would go away forever. Where do Wait. you fall?
2: Let us know. Let us know. Uh Haley, do your plugs before this becomes a disaster. <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to stop talking before we really get in trouble. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter right there at Haley Ann underscore. Um, to see everything I'm doing. That's basically
1: it for me. You know, I got the big plug. Follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. See us every Sunday at five for TAC Talk on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, we had like a weird timeline last week because we were both traveling for All Out. So our episode went up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But go check that out. We talked about CM Punk. We talked about The Elite. We talked about The Acclaimed. We talked about everything All Out, Brawl Out. So go watch that. Um, like this video, comment below, subscribe to Fightful Overbook Go check out the other shows on Fightful Over because there's a lot of people doing some new things, some new ideas. Uh, so get on board with that. You know, go see what they're doing. Um, follow us at Romantic Wrestle Romanticized Wrestling. We're going to get content, more content on we there. Swear so. we will. Swear <laughs> we, <should laughs> we will. I ju- I just started a new semester at grad school, yeah. so everything's kind we'll of wild. It. But I promise we will. Um Here's a picture of Jake something as an apology. Oh, you see my ring light. Oh, Haley has one too. Um, We'll see you guys next week.